Welcome to Bankruptcy 101. I'm your host, bankruptcy attorney Roger Kraft. And this is a podcast where I give you some of the basics about filing bankruptcy and hopefully help you better understand the process and how a bankruptcy works, along with some of the positive and the negative effects that it could have on you. On this episode, we will be talking about the basic consumer bankruptcy case, whether it's Chapter 7 or Chapter 13, and which one might best apply to you. So without further ado, let's get right into bankruptcy, what it's for, why people file for bankruptcy, and what chapters are usually available to most consumers. So first of all, why file a bankruptcy? This is a common question that I get asked in my practice a lot. And it most of the time comes down to one or more of these three things. Most people that end up filing a bankruptcy, either they've had a divorce, they've lost a job, or they've had a medical problem. And any one of those three things can send you into a financial tailspin extremely fast that you can't get out of. And it can very easily lead to a bankruptcy. And I have a lot of clients who have more than one of those things apply at the same time. They lose a job and get a divorce, or they have a medical problem, which causes them to lose a a job. So it's extremely important uh, to take care of you and your family and your basic needs. And sometimes that means filing a bankruptcy and making the creditors take a step back and give you some breathing room. So next question, what chapter of bankruptcy do you file? Which one is the best for you? When it comes to consumer bankruptcies, and we're not talking about businesses here or entities, we are talking about individuals like you, usually chapter seven or chapter 13. Now, we're going to go over those different chapters and what each one of them are, but you should be advised or aware that there are bankruptcy attorneys out there that will try to talk you into a chapter 13, even if you don't need them. The reason for that is that the Bankruptcy attorney in a Chapter 13 makes a lot more money than if you file a Chapter 7. So be advised of that. When you're talking with attorneys, make sure you're getting advice uh, that isn't going to make you spend more time in a bankruptcy and more money in a bankruptcy than is needed. So let's talk first about Chapter 7. What is a Chapter 7 bankruptcy? Typically speaking, and the best way to put this is that Chapter 7 is a liquidation. It's a liquidation of your assets. When you file a Chapter 7, a bankruptcy trustee is assigned to your case. Now, this trustee is usually an attorney, and it is that attorney's job to look at your assets and then take whatever the trustee is allowed to take, liquidate those items, and use that money to pay your creditors. So that is, in a nutshell, what a Chapter 7 is. And so usually it is the faster, less expensive way to go. So we try to do a chapter seven for our clients whenever we can do that, but you do have to qualify for a chapter seven. So let's talk about qualifying for a chapter seven and and whether you're able to do that. What do we look for in that qualification? First of all, In order to qualify for a chapter seven, we're going to look to see if you have filed another chapter seven that you received a discharge in within the last eight years. And they're going to look at the filing date of those prior cases. So if you have filed another Chapter 7 and received a discharge in that case, and it was filed within the last eight years, you are not going to qualify for another Chapter 7 yet. You have to wait for eight years from that filing date. 
Next thing we're going to look at for uh, qualifications for chapter seven is how much money do you make? Because they are going to look at your income and say whether or not you have enough money to pay creditors back. And if it looks like you have enough money to pay creditors back, they're not going to let you do a chapter seven and just walk away. So what do they look at for determining your income? They use what is called a means test. This is a test that the government put together. It's not our favorite thing in the world to do because it's not entirely accurate and does not accurately reflect you know, the, the average American. But we are bound to this means test. We have to do that in order to qualify you. And we're going to look at your gross income over the last six months. And we're going to take that average. If you are under the median income for the area in which you live, then you will likely qualify for a chapter seven. So for example, the district that I practice in is the district of Utah. And I am specifically in the Salt Lake City area. And in our area, the median income right now is right around $65,000 a year. And that fluctuates. It, it can go up or down uh, just depending on, on the IRS standards and guidelines and information. So right now, it's about $65,000 a year. So if I have a client who comes in and we determine that their gross income is $85,000 a year, it's likely that that client is not going to qualify for a Chapter 7 bankruptcy because the government looks at it like this. The median income is $65,000. You're making more than that. You can afford to pay some of your creditors back. Okay? So we look at that six-month average. Now, for some clients, they may have you know a six-month look-back of income that shows significant income, but maybe they've lost their job. And if that's the case, there are ways around that. There was a case that came out some years ago that the Supreme Court decided that said we can look at what's actually happening in that person's life and determine whether they would qualify for a seven. So there may be some way around it if you're making more than the median income, but just uh, be advised they are going to be looking at your median income to determine whether you qualify for that chapter seven. So let's say you do qualify for chapter seven. You're going to file a chapter seven. Now we have to determine whether it is going to be an asset case or a no asset case. And what I mean by that is, are there assets that you own that a trustee is going to be able to take and liquidate and get money to give your creditors? If that's the case, you're going to have an asset case. If a trustee looks at your entire situation and says, hey, there's really nothing here for me to take from this person that's a, that's a significant enough value to pay creditors back with, then you're looking at a no asset case. And the majority of Chapter 7 cases are no asset cases. Chapter 7 trustees love asset cases because they get to take stuff from you and sell it and they get to pay themselves to administer your estate. So before you file a chapter seven, you will want to get competent advice from a good attorney that can look at your assets and determine whether there's things you're going to lose or not. So when we're looking at your assets and determining that, the biggest determining factor is going to be looking at exemption laws, okay? Now, for the most part, bankruptcy law is a federal law. That means that doesn't matter which state you're in in the United States, 
the bankruptcy code applies universally throughout the United States. The one exception to that, the one area where the laws differ is when it comes to exemptions. So what are exemptions? Well, exemptions, simply put, are a list of items that you may own that a trustee cannot take from you. And that list will vary from state to state. Every state has their own idea on things that they think you should be able to keep. You may have an exemption in one state that says you get to keep an automobile, whereas in another state it says you only get to keep an automobile worth so much money. Okay, and so that's important that you're looking at the exemptions and what you could or couldn't lose. And the exemption laws, they vary, you know, so differently from state to state. Um, and it can apply. You could be living in one state and have to use a different state's exemptions. It's just really important when it comes to that, that you are getting good advice from a competent attorney. And they're looking at that before they file your case. Because the last thing you want to do is file a Chapter 7 think you get to keep your car, think you get to keep your house, and the next thing you know, a trustee is taking those things and selling them. So extremely important that you are meeting with an attorney that's looking at those things. So we're determining whether there's an asset case or a no asset case, and most of the time it comes down to those exemption laws. Um, what we want to do is spend another entire episode speaking about those exemptions because they are so vastly different from state to state. Uh, we will take an entire episode devoted specifically to those exemptions and how they apply. All right, so that are, that's kind of the basic gist of a Chapter 7. It's really a Chapter 7 trustee looking to see what you have that they can take and whether they can take it and sell it for enough money to pay your creditors some money back. Now, let's say you can't do a Chapter 7 for whatever reason. You don't qualify for the Chapter 7 because you have a previous one within the last eight years, or you're making too much money, or you've got assets that you don't want to lose. That's where Chapter 13 is a very powerful tool in the bankruptcy world. So chapter 13 is not something that we want to look at first, but it's definitely another option. And it can be a very valuable option to you, especially if you have assets that you don't want to lose. So what they're going to do in a chapter 13 is they're going to require you to be in a chapter 13 from anywhere from three to five years. And during the course of that chapter 13, you're going to pay some money back to your creditors. So a Chapter 13 bankruptcy is a plan that we put together where you pay some of your money back to creditors. So the next big question, obviously, how much do you have to pay back to the creditors in a Chapter 13? And here's the simple answer. It is different in every case. And so you really have to meet with a bankruptcy attorney so that that attorney can assess your needs and look at your assets, the value of those assets, what assets are exempt, and then that attorney should be able to help you figure out what kind of a payment you would have to the bankruptcy trustee in a Chapter 13. So what we're going to be looking at when we're looking at how much do you pay back to your creditors primarily is what's called the best interest of creditors. And here's what they do. The trustee will look at what 
your creditors would have received if you had done a Chapter 7. So, for example, if you had done a Chapter 7 and the Chapter 7 trustee was able to take a $10,000 car from you and sell it for the $10,000 and pay that $10,000 to your creditors, then a Chapter 13 trustee is going to say, you have to pay back at least $10,000 to your creditors during the course of your Chapter 13. And that will apply for every asset that is not exempt. They're going to look at the value of those assets and determine how much you have to pay back. That's one way of determining how much you'll pay back to creditors. The other way of determining how much you will pay back to creditors is through that means test that we talked about. Remember, in the Chapter 7, if you are making less than the median income, you don't have any worries. But if you are making more than the median income for your area, that form and that income may determine how much you have to pay back to your creditors. So I'll give you an example of how this works. In a means test, they're going to take your gross income over the last six months. They're going to average it out. And then they're going to start deducting, kind of like you would do in a tax uh, return. They're going to start deducting for your living expenses, health expenses, automobile expenses. Um, and then at the end of that form, when you've taken all of the exemptions or all of the uh, deductions that you're allowed to take in the means test, there's going to be a number that's called your disposable monthly income. That is the government's way of saying, this is how much money this individual has that this individual should be paying back to creditors in a chapter 13. So it's extremely important that you have a good attorney that knows how to use the means testing process to get you down as low as they can when it comes to disposable monthly income. Otherwise, that number may dictate how much you're paying back to your creditors. Okay, we have now talked about the basic chapter seven, the basic chapter 13, what those chapters do for you. Chapter seven being a liquidation, chapter 13 being a repayment plan. The only real other difference is in the role of the trustee in a chapter 13. In a chapter seven, we talked about the role of the trustee being as someone who takes your assets and sells them. In a chapter 13, that is not the case. You don't typically lose assets in a chapter 13. You just have to pay the value of those assets back to your creditors. So it's the chapter 13 trustee's job to make sure that you are paying back a fair amount to your creditors. So it's the trustee's job in a chapter 13 to collect that monthly payment from you and distribute that money to your creditors. So that's the big difference in the trustee's role between a 7 and a 13. So now we have talked about chapter 7 and about chapter 13 in episode 1. In later episodes, we will talk in more detail about how each of those chapters functions what they do and don't do for you, what you can expect and don't expect. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. If you've got more questions about what we've talked about here on Bankruptcy 101, reach out to a bankruptcy attorney in your area. If you're in the state of Utah, please reach out to me. I'm bankruptcy attorney Roger Kraft and your host of Bankruptcy 101.